0: Hey everyone, I'm Chris Saliza, in for David Chalian. I'm a politics reporter and the editor at large for CNN. And this is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Thursday, June 2nd. The House Select Committee investigating the insurrection on Capitol Hill is gearing up for a public hearing and the picture of what went down that day is starting to become clearer and clearer. So the House Select Committee investigating January 6th will hold public hearings later this month, and the outreach to witnesses has already begun. The committee is still meeting with people, most notably today, former Attorney General William Barr, who served under former President Donald Trump. Sources familiar say Barr has spoken to the committee already informally, but this is the first time that we know of, at least, where he came to Capitol Hill to talk. CNN has learned two people with ties to former Vice President Mike Pence are among those invited to appear, They're former Pence chief counsel, Greg Jacob, and former federal judge, J. Michael Luddick. Former Pence chief of staff, Mark Short, is expected to be called to testify as well. All three men have already been interviewed privately by committee investigators. Any invitations are for the upcoming public hearings. But as my colleague David Chalian has talked about on this podcast, not all of this possible witness testimony has been, well, voluntary. The has subpoenaed five House Republicans, including Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio, Andy Biggs of Arizona, Mo Brooks of Alabama, and Scott Perry of Pennsylvania. The fifth member of that group, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. Multiple members of that group have pushed back on their subpoenas. McCarthy sent a letter to the House Select Committee last Friday detailing why he wouldn't comply with his subpoena and giving a list of demands he wanted met before going forward. Here's what he had to say yesterday on Fox News. My position has not changed on this committee. It's not valid because Republicans were not allowed to appoint anybody. Of course, that's not true. Republicans had the opportunity to appoint members with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi having final veto power. Pelosi rejected some of McCarthy's picks, like Jim Jordan, and in retaliation, McCarthy pulled all five of the names. A lawyer for McCarthy argued the committee is not constitutionally valid, an argument that has been already rejected in the courts. CNN has uncovered more text message exchanges from former Trump White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. We've covered a ton of these text message dumps before on this podcast. Some were from after the election, right before the insurrection, and even after. And just to remind you, we have these because Meadows handed them over to the committee himself back when he was still cooperating with the committee. These texts give a clearer picture of the chaos that ensued on the day itself, January 6, 2021. It also shows how badly members of Trump's inner circle wanted him to call off the rioters and denounce the violence even as it was unfolding. From that day, we have texts to meadows from Republican lawmakers, former members of the Trump administration, Republican activists, Fox personalities, even from the president's own son. A question the committee wants answered is why it took Trump so long to publicly condemn the attack and whether that failure is proof of dereliction of duty and evidence that Trump tried to obstruct Congress's certification of the election. Let me jog your memory here a bit. At 1:05 p.m. on January 6, 2021, the joint session began inside the U.S. Capitol to certify Joe Biden's electoral college victory. Outside, Uh-oh. Uh-oh pro-Trump supporters were already breaking through police barriers. About an hour later, rioters clashed with police and breached the Capitol doors. Now, let's read some texts, shall we? We've got messages from several Republican lawmakers to Meadows saying things like, quote, it's really bad up here on the Hill. The president needs to stop this ASAP. This is from 3.52 p.m. Rep. Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia to Meadows, quote, Mark, we don't think these attackers are our people. We think they are Antifa, dressed like Trump supporters, end quote. Reporters were texting Meadows too, like our own Jim Acosta, who asked at 2.12 p.m. that day, quote, will POTUS say something to tamp things down, end quote. And so was his son, Donald Trump Jr. 2.58 p.m., here's Donald Trump Jr. to Mark Meadows. I'm not convinced these are Trump supporters either, by the way, so we should be looking into that. There's tons more you can read through if you want to dig deeper. We've linked to it in the description. But Trump didn't tell rioters to leave until 4.17 p.m. when he posted this video to Twitter. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. So go home. We love you. You're very special. One thing that's clear, January the 6th has cast a long shadow and one that isn't going away anytime soon. Former President Donald Trump rallied with the opponent of GOP Wyoming Congresswoman Liz Cheney on Saturday. With Liz Cheney's support, the unselect committee has turned the United States House of Representatives into an instrument of political torment and repression. You know that you see that every night. Cheney, who serves as vice chair of the select January 6th committee, used to be the third ranking House Republican before she became one of 10 House Republicans who voted to impeach Trump just days after the Capitol attack, charging him with, quote, incitement of insurrection, end quote. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want more of me and my political analysis, subscribe to my newsletter and YouTube show called The Point. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Don't miss it. It's the 50th anniversary this month of the Watergate scandal. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash briefing. netsuite.com slash briefing.